Alright folks, how you doing? Once again, thank you for tuning in to the True Results 303 podcast. My name's Russell. Don't forget to visit the website, trueresults303.com. Sign up for the free newsletter. Get updates when new videos, podcasts come out. While you're there, go ahead and click that free gift button. Got a couple downloads there for you. Setting goals, nutrition, supplementation. And once again, check out the YouTube channel, True Results 303. That is T-R-U-R-E-S-U-L-T-S 303. And there I have some cooking videos, motivation, and exercise videos, which is important as well because if you're on this journey of the mind, body, and spirit, of course we need to be adding exercise in and nutrition as well. So today, well let's see, the last one, the last podcast was just simple and small adjustments that you can make to your lifestyle that can start you on this journey, right? So today we're going to stick mainly with nutrition and we're just going to talk about diet. And when I've listened to my podcast and I've heard people and read books and done my research, one thing I've always heard is, you know, the etymology, I think I said that right, the etymology of words, which is just the history of the word. Where did this word come from? And of course, they're all going to come from other languages because English is a newer language. And they say if you look up the word diet, if you just talk to Google, talk to Siri, whatever device you're using, and say the etymology or the origins of diet, excuse me, the origins of diet, and what will usually come up is dietas, something like that, I hope I pronounced that right, and it is Latin for way of life. So the main thing that we've got to understand is that diet is a way of life, and Unfortunately, in today's world, especially in the United States, diet gets a bad rap, right? It's, it's a way that you're limiting yourself or you're abstaining from food for a certain period of time to lose weight. But we've got to understand as well that food is medicine. Food is going to heal your body, right? The body is the greatest and most complex machine, if you want to call it, organism on earth. And what... What do you think all this technology is? It's just trying to replicate the body. And it's going to heal itself no matter what your ailment is as long as you yourself are disciplined enough or, you know, just want to live. You know, if you have that drive to live and you are willing to sacrifice and discipline and make the lifestyle adjustments, you can overcome anything. And the main thing we need to understand is we need to start this journey sooner than later. So I'm just going to, like I said, I'm just going to go through a, a few diets or a way of eating. And that just made me think of something. I've got some notes here that I had. Sorry. So you're going to hear some paper. And then, you know, you're just going to, it's just going to open your mind, give you ideas. And once again, there's no diet that's perfect for everybody. Everybody's different, right? You like different music. You like, you have different tastes in clothes, TV shows, Whatever the case may be. And you know some of these diets they say might not be um, good for a specific gender. I'll talk about the ketogenic diet. And they say that usually um, women have difficulties adapting to that diet versus men. But since I brought that one up I'll just start with it. 
So the ketogenic diet is almost like an Atkins diet. You know, Atkins diet was just high protein, low carb. And the Atkins diet, they say, was a decent diet. Just the unfortunate thing is people don't eat vegetables, right? And if you're not eating vegetables, that's where they were coming up with the heart disease or whatever issues that they were having with that that Atkins diet. It's not a bad diet. It's just, you know, as men, we hate vegetables. Well, I love vegetables, but, you know, a certain part of society, certain certain men don't like vegetables, and when you get on that, I'm just going to eat a lot of meat and a lot of protein. Um, it can it can be damaging if you if you don't have vegetables in your life, right? Vegetables are good. So there you go, the Atkins diet. I started off with that instead, just high protein, low everything else. And of course, if you're going high protein, you're going to get some fat in there, but you're usually going to be higher protein on that diet. And there are some issues when it comes to it. If you're trying to get specific and, and strategic on your weight loss, there's something called uh, gluconeogenesis, something you can, you can look up yourself. And just to be aware of that if you do consume too much protein, the body can use that protein to create an insulin response in the body. So if you're trying to control insulin, if you're eating high amounts of protein, you can create an insulin effect. It's the equivalent of eating a carbohydrate, right? So, you know, simple. I'll end it right there. If you're going to try the Atkins diet, be careful. You can give yourself an insulin response with gluconeogenesis. The body can produce that. And then once again, you just always want to have abundance of vegetables in any diet. It doesn't matter what diet I'm going to talk about here. Next is going to be, we'll go with I or the ketogenic. So the ketogenic is a high fat, it's a very high fat, low protein, and super low carbohydrate. And and so if you were to put your diet in the on the hundred percent scale, right, it's going to be about eighty five percent fat, ten percent protein, and uh, let me think, and five percent carbohydrate. So it's very very high in fat. Let's see if I can do some math off the top of my head. I'm a little tired. I'm trying to drink some coffee here. Just got up from a nap. But that would be if you're having a 1,000 calories, right? That If you just want to do 80. So that would be 800 calories from fat, 150 from protein, and 50 from carbs. And that's going. that's a tricky topic when you get on carbs. When you get on that carbs, they usually say that's calories anyway. So, And, of course, one gram of carb is four calories, right? So, But what, they, what they're generally going to say is if you're on that ketogenic diet, zero carbs or 25 grams of carbs, you can go up to 50, and that's going to be net carbs. So that's going to be subtracting fiber from it because fiber is considered a carb. So when you're label reading, fiber is usually going to be in your total carbs. But you can eliminate the fiber from it so you can increase excuse me, increase those carbs, but they're usually going to say only 25% or 25 grams of carbs. So with this one of course, then you at least have the ability to eat these super fatty meats, you know, the prime rib, bacon, salmon, Anything with that, avocados, 
They avocados are higher in carbohydrate though, so you've got to be careful with them. And of course, almonds, pecans, anything like that. But once again, coconut. I'm not a coconut fan, but um, anything high in fat is what you're mainly going to be eating. And then once again, this is a diet to where if you are going to to participate in, you're probably going to want to go with organic meats, just because toxins store in the fat of animals of us as well. And if you're going to be eating fattier foods and you're getting your protein or these these meats from from an animal product, then if that animal is mistreated and they're giving it toxins, antibiotics, steroids, whatever the case may be, it's going to store it in that fat. So then you're just consuming the toxins that that animal has eaten. So then you're probably going to want to try to go organic, but whatever the case may be, just do your best. Um, Of course, organic can be very expensive. For me, when I cook, I cook on some weird elevated tray, so at least the the fat drips down below it, and then at least your food's not searing and sautéing when you're baking it inside of its own fat because it drops down. So once again... That was the ketogenic, oh, the Atkins diet, of course, high protein. Ketogenic, you're going to be 85% fat, 10% protein, 5% carbs. And those carbs are usually going to want to stick to under 25 grams net, subtracting the fiber. And you got to be careful when you're eating plants on this one. This is where I was coming um, with that issue earlier. You got to be careful on your vegetables because vegetables do have carbs. And I knew a gentleman who was a vegan and a ketogenic diet at the time. And the one thing that he came up with was the best vegetables to eat then would be fermented vegetables. So sauerkraut is pretty much the only thing I can come to, comes to mind. Kimchi, kombucha, that would be a liquid. But the reason why you want the fermented vegetables is because while it's fermenting and and the bacteria is growing within the food the bacteria uses the carbohydrates to ferment so then that eliminates the carbohydrates from the vegetables at least that's way the way it was explained to me once again please do your own research the next one's going to be i i f y m if it fits your macros right this is the popular diet this is if you're if you're getting your macro set out, you know, you want to go moderate, you'll just say 33% of my diet's going to be protein, 33% of my diet's going to be fat, 33% of my diet is going to be carbohydrates. And if it's if it fits your macros, it's you can eat whatever you want as long as you're hitting your macros and you're hitting your calorie count. When they came out with that move that documentary, if you haven't watched it, supersize me the guy who was hosting and was the star of that documentary, it was, I think, a 30 or 60 day, I think it was 30 days, and he just ate McDonald's every single day, and it showed how much weight he gained in that period of time. Then another guy came out with a movie to contradict it. I I don't know what that one's called. I didn't watch that one, but it was just where he ate junk food the entire time, and he lost weight, and he was just hitting his calorie count. And a lot of people, and in today's world right now, that's how we live. We pretty much live off of this if, if it fits your macro. And the, diff, and the difficulty with this is we've got to understand that a calorie is not a calorie. right? A calorie is not a calorie. Now, 
you know, a, a Snickers bar has 250 calories. Or you can eat 250 calories of chicken and rice put together. But that chicken and rice, ca- those chicken and rice calories are better than the Snickers calories. I, I think that would be just just simple terms for you to understand, right? That's just common sense. It has more vitamins, more minerals. It's going to be a cleaner food. It doesn't have preservatives. It doesn't have chemicals. Your body's just going to use this this food in a better way. Another way to look at food is information. It's just information for your body, right? You eat it, it breaks it down. Proteins, carbohydrates, fats, vitamins, minerals. It's information. Your body processes it. So food, look at it as a form of information. So once again, a calorie is not a calorie. All calories, you know, all calories are not created equal. Junk food calorie versus whole food calories. But yes, you can lose weight, but unfortunately, you're going to have to, you're going to be a lot hungrier, in my opinion, on it if it fits your macros. Because a little Snickers bar is 250 calories versus that would be the equivalent of like three cups, two and a half cups of rice, I think. Two and a half cups of rice is going to fill you up a lot more than a Snickers bar. So it's just be careful with that diet. A calorie is not a calorie. You're probably going to become nutrient deficient on that diet. So you're definitely going to want to use supplementations, multivitamin and things like that. But once again, do your own research. This is just information to get you started. And the funny thing about that, if it fits your macros, I had some clients that my most successful clients, uh, Nathan and Grace, if they ever hear this, thank you. You guys kept me going at a time when I wanted to give up and you get, you two were great. You two were awesome. Uh, but they were at Weight Watchers for a little bit, and they said that's the funny thing the husband would tell me, Nathan. He said you go there, and there's all these people there, and you know you get your points and you get your extra points. And he said he would sit there and listen to some of these ladies, and it was, well, if we don't eat this and we don't eat this, then we can get two glasses of wine and three glasses of wine, and that's just horrible eating tactics, folks. I, I pray that you don't do that, and if you're in that situation right now, I hope that you can overcome it. You know, just know that. You'll be in our prayers and, you know, hopefully uh, you do good. You, you can switch that up and get on get on track. Nothing better than whole, you know, that's one thing. I think I mentioned that in the last video or the last podcast is just cutting out liquid calories right there is going to help you lose weight fast. Just once you're able to eliminate liquid calories, sodas, cop, you know, iced coffees, sugary drinks, anything like that. Next, of course, is just going to be vegan or vegetarian. You know, these ones are very simple. Vegan, you eliminate all meat products. The vegans, they, to me, it's almost like a religion. I went vegan for about seven or eight months once. It was the best I ever felt at that time. I tried to, um, you know, to perform this diet again. I think if you if you follow me on YouTube, you've seen some of my videos. I failed horribly. I only made about three weeks. Uh, but the first time I did it, I felt great. I got down to 155 pounds. I was playing hockey better than ever, um, but you know, it just it's, it's very difficult to to stick with. And then, of course, vegetarian. This is where they they'll probably do dairy and eggs, but they're still eliminating meat from their diet. And then, of course, if you want to, you know, there's for vegan. There's like ovo vegan, which means I think you do, you know, you'll eat eggs. 
there's pesco vegan which you'll do fish um, but you know it's just trying and experimenting to see what's going to be best for you and the next one I'm going to talk about is the most popular one and that's carb cycling right or carb restriction I like to call it carb cycling because there's um, you know multiple ways to go about this and some people will think they're carb cycling and they're they don't really carb cycle or they don't really restrict their carbs so I want to talk about that but what since I got on carbs there with the ketogenic diet I want to go back to that one real quick I apologize is you got to remember that's so low carb that they say it, it takes about two to three weeks to get used to that diet because you are on zero carb the ketogenic diet is supposed to switch your body over to burning fat as fuel instead of glucose and carbohydrates so the, for the first two to three weeks you're gonna have no energy you're gonna feel crappy but it will pass and like I said, that's a, I don't know if I mentioned this before. That's a diet where they say it's really difficult for women to adjust. It's it's more for, or it's been seen in research that men adapt to it better than women. So just be careful, ladies. But there are plenty of I've seen a few YouTube videos with a, um, a Hispanic lady, and you know she swears by it. So I don't know her name. I've only watched one or two of her videos. You might know her. But carb cycling, right? So what is this? This is when you are eliminating carbs from your diet. To lose weight, you know, plain and simple. Just because once you get that insulin response, you get into fat storing mode. Um, they say, but and then of course, if you are diabetic, pre-diabetic, eliminating carbs is something that you definitely need to do. You need to cut back on them in order to regain your health, and that's a long process of recovery in itself. And I'm not going to go into it. Um, but this carb cycling, the one thing that I always see people do wrong. And if you do this, it's not carb cycling. You should just continue to eat carbs. What they do is they just say, I'm going to stop eating pasta. I'm going to stop eating bread. I'm going to stop eating whatever, right? And then they kind of feel crappy, but they lose some weight. Um, and then they end up gaining it back. And the truth is it's because you did not really carb cycle or carb restrict. What you did was just lower your calorie intake and do it by restricting your carbs, if you're going to do a carb cycling, a carb restriction, what that means is you're you're supposed to say, "Hey, I'm gonna cut 75 grams, or I'll make it eat, you know, I'll make yeah, 75 grams of carbohydrates from my diet." What you need to do then is you still need to eat those 75 grams, but you need to divide them up between proteins and fats. And if you're not doing that, all you're really doing is doing a a calorie cut. You're not, you know, because a true restriction or lowering of your carbs means you're going to add those nutrients in or the, that number of calories into the other two macronutrients, all right? So if you're just going to decide to cut 500 calories, you might as well just continue to still eat carbs and cut 500 calories so you're not, you're not low on energy, you're not crabby, you're not cranky. Right, so that's the main thing. That's the biggest mistake people make. They just say I'm going to cut them, but they're not reintroducing those calories in by other foods. So something to think of. That's just the biggest thing. Next is going to be just strategically eating carbs at certain times during the day. There are better times to eat carbs than than others, and that's going to be the best time would be before or after a workout. 
if you're going to eat those carbs before a workout, that's great. You're going right into your workout. You're pumped and ready to go. You've got that energy. After your workout, even better. You've just depleted all your carbs. Now you're going to replenish your carbs. And then some will say, first thing in the morning when you wake up, because you've been fasting all night, usually six to eight hours, depending on your sleep. So your body's going to be able to utilize these carbs better. So it's pretty much... Probably not at lunch is going to be your best bet. But once again, you're just going to have to see what works best for you. And remember, if you're going to try to just eliminate carbs altogether, you might as well just divide it up between all three macronutrients and just do a calorie cut. So carb cycling, there it was in a nutshell. Once again, do some more research. I have a YouTube video. This is actually one of the first YouTube videos I had ever made about a year and a half or two years ago, and I think I might go into a little bit more detail. I'm in front of a chalkboard kind of breaking down calories. I did that with the ketogenic diet as well, kind of give you a sample. Um, but, of course, you are listening to me in some earbuds or in your stereo or sitting on your couch, so I can't do that for you. Next would be a food combining diet. And this is something where research shows that certain foods don't pair well together when you eat them. So that's why when you eat certain foods or you have a meal, sometimes you have a lot of indigestion and stomach cramps. And that is just because those foods don't combine well together. And since these foods don't combine well together, you have issues, digestive issues, which once again then can lead to constipation, your body's not utilizing the nutrients correctly, so you're still nutrient deficient. And what this comes down to is they say, you know, in your saliva, I think they say, if I remember correctly, in your saliva, the there's already a, a bacteria, that's not the word I'm looking for, but um, there's already a substance in your saliva that breaks down carbohydrates. So when you eat carbohydrates, your saliva, when it's in your mouth, actually starts breaking it down. And then there's just, they've just, once they started doing the, exp performing experiments on food, they realized that your body produces different stomach acid that's going to, or enzymes, there you go, that's the word I've been looking for. Your body produces different enzymes that's going to break down a carbohydrate versus a protein versus a fat. So once you start having these complex meals, that's where you're going to have major digestive issues and your body's not going to be able to digest properly. And that's usually just going to be you never want to this is going you you my family's ranchers so you know these these the men men aren't going to like this. You know, you don't want to mix proteins and carbs. So meats and potato uh, the meat and potato diet's out of there. They say it can cause digestion. But once again, it just depends on you. It might work for you and it might not work for others. Once again, I'm not telling you what diet you need to eat. I'm just giving you ideas on what possibilities are out there and what you can try to hopefully get you on the right track because that's what it's all about. And then once again, I think if I remember correctly, it's you never want to eat a melon with any other fruit. Um, let me think. And yeah, but and then vegetables are game with anything. So if you're gonna have a you know a nice steak, you want to do a bunch of vegetables. Or if you're gonna have beans and rice, you want to do a bunch of vegetables. But you never want to combine because there can be issues. And once again, that's just a few. Maybe you have digestive issues. You're ex you're experiencing that problem right now. Great. Look into uh, food combining. 
Next is going to be the elimination diet. And I think this one is great for everybody. Everybody should try this one. And this one is going to be more in the area of food allergies, right? Because sometimes if you're allergic to a certain type of food, you you know, you can have a reaction. You can become bloated, lethargic, um, swell up, hold on to water because of these foods. You can break out and have digestive issues as well. So it's just... If you're someone that eats every type of food, go and say, I'm, on, I'm not going to eat any dairy. See how your body reacts. Right? I'm going to cut out apples, whatever, eggs, whatever. And a lot of the people that I hear in the podcast I listen to, they say once they take these food allergy tests, it's usually it usually comes back that they're allergic to the foods they eat the most. And I can't remember what the what the reasoning was behind it, but once again, that's just a an indicator that and a and just a good theory that we should always be rotating our foods, right? Because if you're only eating the same food anyways, day in and day out for months at a time, you are going to be nutrient deficient because those foods are only going to be able to provide you with certain nutrients. So you always want to be rotating foods anyways. Something popped in my head when I was saying that, but I forgot. Hopefully I'll be able to come back to the elimination diet. But once again, check that out. It's just slowly eliminating. And the, the easiest way to, like I said, with the elimination diet, eliminate sugary and calorie-dense drinks. Remove fast food, just fast food from your diet. If that means you're still going to be picking up TV dinners just because they're easy, hey, at least you're not going to McDonald's, going to Taco Bell, and at least there is a a healthier alternative in the frozen section. Once again, I'm not going to tell you what to eat, but it's just figuring out small tweaks and small things that you can eliminate from your diet that is going to have a good effect on your body. Oh, nutrient deficient. That's what I was going to go with. Um, And just beware because that's where I was talking about cycling your foods. Um, You know, sorry, that was my phone. But um, just remember that when we are using food as medicine, a lot of the medicinal purposes are in the, or medicinal properties are in the leaves. So that's why they say, you know, leafy greens are usually going to be your best bet when it comes to these foods. And like any medication, right, if you go to the doctor and you get a medication, I'm not a big fan of medication, I don't take it, but if you go to the doctor and they give you an antibiotic, you usually have to take it for 30 days, right? I would assume, I don't know, I've never had to get antibiotics, but I think it's a 30 or 60, 45 day protocol you have to follow. Same thing we need to do sometimes with these vegetables, or the the fruits that you're eating because your body needs those certain nutrients to heal itself. So sometimes it's better to stick with foods for a certain period of time, uh, but just be careful. You got to cycle those foods in some way, shape, or form. Last but not least, this is the best one I've heard of yet. It's eat like your ancestors. Eat like your ancestors, right? Because that means... You know, once again, I am a product of my mother, right? She gave birth to me. Her mother gave birth to her. That's the way it goes, right? And my family family has a history of eating certain foods. Both sides. 
father and mother. My mother's side's Hispanic. I talked to my grandmother one day. They ate a lot of, they're Hispanic, so they ate a lot of beans, tortillas, rice, potatoes. And of course, they're the older generation, so they were poor. My grandmother said growing up, they ate meat once a month because it was too expensive. Other than that, it was beans, rice, tortillas, and maybe some vegetables. But other than that, that's all they ate growing up every single day. My dad's side, they were ranchers, so they ate beef and potatoes and probably eggs and that. Um, unfortunately, the older generation has all passed away on that side, so I was never able to have that conversation with them. But it's eat like your ancestors. Talk to your grandparents if they're still alive. Ask your parents what they grew up eating and see because your body is already going to be adapted to that lifestyle. That's what they say the same thing about if you go and ask an Eskimo to eat vegetables, they're going to say, what the heck? There's no vegetables where we were. We ate fish. You know, maybe they ate some sea vegetables, um, but their body, once again, is going to be adapted to other forms of food. But that's good for their body because that's what their family grew up eating. That's what their ancestors ate. So dive in. You know, this is a, just another great way to be able to, to get to know your family. Unfortunately, in today's world with all the social media, we don't, we don't even talk to our own families much. You know, I struggle with that. I've got my family. I'm lucky enough that I have some family members that live 10 minutes away and I still don't make it up to see them that much. And then I'm lucky enough to where a majority of my family lives more less than an hour away and I still don't go to see them. Um, you know, even phone calls, we don't do those things. So talk to your parents, talk to your grandparents, talk to your aunts and uncles. What did you eat growing up? What did, you know, and get, get an idea for what foods would pro most likely work best for you just by eating like your ancestors all right so there it is like i said we broke it down what did we do we did the atkins diet ketogenic diet if it fits your macros vegan vegetarian carb cycling food combining the elimination diet and eat like your ancestors but once again, the main objective is just finding one that works for you. The best diet is always going to be the diet that you can stick to. That's always going to be the best, the best diet. And remember, diet means way of life. Eating is a way of life. Your diet is what are you eating right now. I should be able to walk up and you should be able to walk up to anybody. What's your diet? And, and you know, well, I'm not on a diet. Well, no, if you eat food, you're on a diet. Yours might be McDonald's and Wendy's, but hey... Fess up. That's your diet. You know, unfortunately, your diet's garbage. That's the American diet. It's called the SAD diet. I didn't mention that one. The SAD diet. The Standard American Diet. S-A-D. We've got our own little acronym. And it is SAD. We are the SAD diet. Once again, that just popped in. Mediterranean. I don't know too much about it. I know it's heavy in um, olive oils and pot and carbs, I think. But... Um, I'm not going to go into that. But once again, what works best for you? The best diet is the one that you can stick to, the one that you can follow. And if you just right now say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to take control, you're going to have great results, right? But, the, but you've got to be willing to say, hey, I'm going to do it. Remember, the best time to start is today because there's no such thing as tomorrow. All right, and like I've been starting to uh, to end with in some of my videos or my little public service announcements in the middle of my videos, you know, don't go to the next podcast. Stop right now. Turn this off. 
take some notes, you know, do some more research on some of these diets that might have stuck with you and see which one you have a, you know, you have more interest in than others. And then once again, don't forget to visit the website, trueresults303.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, True Results 303. Subscribe to the podcast. Let people know all this information is out there. We've got a Facebook page as well, True Results 303. That one might be personal training. I might have tra- changed it to True Results 303 personal training. So check that out. You can always email me at trueresults303 at gmail.com. Or at yahoo.com. And just remember in that true, there is no E-T-R-U. So once again, I greatly appreciate you tuning in. I hope this helped you tremendously. And just get on it. Great things are going to happen. And stay tuned for the next episode.